Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, providing culturally competent care, meeting the LCSS needs of duly eligible beneficiaries. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 12, 2018. In this podcast, Kiet Blakes-Thompson, Director of One Care LTSS Coordination at Boston Center for Independent Living, discusses culturally competent care for people with disabilities. Hi, um, I'm Kiet Blakes-Thompson. I'm the Director of the One Care Long-Term Supports Coordination at the Boston Center for Independent Living. Um, Next slide, please. Um, here at the Boston Center for Independent Living, uh, we are a state IL, and we follow the five core services um, that is required by the state and federal government for ILs. Um, peer mentoring, skills training, information and referrals, advocacy and transition. Next slide, please. Um, a little bit about the OneCare. BCIL partners with um, OneCare. Um, the OneCare program is the Massachusetts Medicare Medicaid Financial Alignment Demonstration for Adults Living with Disabilities who have who have Medicare and Medicare coverage. Um, they calculated financial assignments initiatives for services for these individuals in Massachusetts uh, that when they came up with the One Care program um, into three contracts to provide comprehensive coordinated care for those people that are being serviced in that demographic. These programs implemented a consumer-driven care team comprised of medical professionals and long-term care care coordinators, sorry. BCIL contracts with Commonwealth Care Alliance. One of these two, um, on one or more, I'm sorry, excuse me. BCIL contracts with Commonwealth Care Alliance. One of, one of two, one care health plan, sorry, um, to provide LTSC coordination services for, the, for their members. Next slide, please. LTSC coordination, um, what LTSC coordinators do to provide cultural competency for their members. Um, once they're enrolled in the One Care program, members have the right to have an independent living um, center on their care team as well as an LTSC coordinator on their care team. Um, LTSCs find resources and services within the members' community to help support their wellness and their independence um, to help them reach their recovery goals. So what this means for the consumer and for the LTSC is that we're literally maintaining what it is that they feel they need to live independently in their community. Whatever their definition of independence, we are literally there to meet their goals. So if that is speaking with somebody who speaks their native language, that is what we're there for. Um, LTSCs are employed by one uh, are not employed by One Care, but by independent living community organizations such as BCIL. Um, also, Boston Home Elder Services is also another IL service here in the state of Massachusetts. Um, this ensures that LTSCs can advocate for the members' needs in an unbiased manner. Uh, it kind of allows us to stay away from the medical term, and we're just literally enthralled in what the member needs. Next slide, please.
how LTSCs exhibit cultural competency. The health plans um, initiate referrals to BCIO, and I then start assigning and assessing the member's needs. For example, the referral should include information on the member's native language. This knowledge will be prevent prevent ineffective encounters and possible embarrassment um, and inadvert alienation to the member. Um, LTSCs often travel to locations required by the member becoming familiar with these areas, service, these service areas, and both satisfy uh, safety tactics and potential and rapid building topics um, of conversation. So, for an LTSC to walk into a member's home, it is one very important for LTSCs to know who the member is. Um, so when we get these referrals from OneCare, we are literally looking at things that are important to the, that OneCare seems to be important. Um, what who these people are, what defines them, just whether it be their race or age, their ethnicity, if it's the area that they live in, what is important to them um, before we walk in there. So at least we know how to kind of address the situation before we walk in. Um, LTSCs are matched to members through a holistic approach, um, considering their cultural backgrounds and personalities. I, I personally do all of the referrals, so before I assign any member to an LTSC, as I said, I go through the MDS report and I look at the members that I have on my LTSC team, and I see who has the you know the personality that would best you know, match with the member or the consumer coming into the organization as a new one care enrollee. LTSCs have a major success um, using personal experience in their day-to-day -day interactions with members. To relate to members sharing commonalities and such as language, education, family traditions, and material um, marital status leads to strong member, you know, LTSC relationships. Thank you for um, switching to the next slide. Achieving cultural competency. Um, here at BCIO, we thrive to achieve cultural competency by hiring individuals from diverse backgrounds. Um, for example, LTSC candidates' uh, qualifications include cultural competency and ideal bilingual statuses um, with an emphasis on individual ex experiential knowledge. Sorry. Um, what this means is we look for the unique in the community. Uh, there is no limits as long as you have something to offer and you're able to make a connection and advocate for your consumers. Um, we find this to be helpful when language is um, at topic. We have a vast majority of uh, vast variety of different people here at BCIL that speak different languages so it doesn't become a barrier for us. Um, BCIL staff speak English, Spanish, Portuguese. We have uh, staff members that speak Haitian Creole, Cape Verdean Creole, uh, some French, German. Um, we use the language lines to help <coughs> to help <coughs> for those staff members who do not, are not fluent, excuse me, who are not fluent in those languages. We also use um, 
American Sign Languaging because we are a community here that partners with people working with that work and live with disabilities on a daily. Collaborative, we use collaborative community organizations that help with cultural competency. These organizations, such as BARC, which is the Boston Rape Crisis um, organization here, we partner with them to help us deal with members who may be dealing with, you know, issues that don't necessarily, they don't necessarily like working with male or female providers, so that helps us, that helps us, I'm sorry, that helps us, def that helps us help them deal with PTSD and some types of domestic violence that they may have dealt with in their past. So having LTSCs that year to have had some of that in their personal experience to deal with that, to match them with a, a member or a consumer actually helps with the cultural competency. Um, also with staff trainings, we have a number of trainings that we actually help our at hiring. Our staffs are obligated to go, which at, are held here at BCIL and as well as other sites around Boston through the Mass Housing TAP program. It helps us with social with social social services such as SSI and SSDI food stamps as we all know lower that are those programs are geared to lower income families which are in our impoverished neighborhoods um so a lot of our members are in those neighborhoods in the city of Boston that are underfunded and underdeveloped so having staff members who are well-versed in the city, help us achieve our cultural competency. Next slide. Okay, now we're here to our first case study. Consumer Beverly, who is an African-American female in her mid-30s. Beverly's LTSC happens to match her demographic, is also an African-American female in, the, in her early 30s. Um, the member was initially mistrusting due to past experiences that she had with others on her care team. Um, the relationship that was present at the beginning of the assessment uh, with the LTSC, she was very closed off and sheltered. She didn't want to divulge much information, but was kind of, you know, guided into the conversation as the assessment went on. The LTSC was able to make very personalized, um, but not too personal, connections. It was found out mid-assessment that the member, both the member and the LTSC, went to the same high school. They played some of the same sports. They went to the same college. And by that fundamental, you know, meeting, that initial meeting where they laid down, you know, who was going to be in charge in the relationship of uh, the working relationship between LTSC and the consumer, the consumer was then able to open up and give all of the information that was needed so that the LTSC was able to set up all the social services that she was able to live the way she felt she needed to live in the community. Um, 
with the outcome to this case, it is still ongoing because she was a newer consumer for this LTSE, and they are currently working on providing her educational goals, uh, meeting her educational goals. And from all reports back from this case, things are good. Next slide, please. Case study number two is Maggie. Um, Maggie was actually a, a consumer of mine that I started with. Um, she was an elderly Hispanic woman um, who was dealing with cancer, was diagnosed with cancer. Her initial date of going into for surgery, she found that coming out of surgery, her husband had had, had a heart attack and slipped into a coma. And when she came out, she was struggling with PTSD and had a lot of, you know, stresses, of course, knowing her husband is in a coma. Three days after falling into a coma, she has learned that her husband had passed away. Um, she had a very hard time opening up to people. She was a native. Her native country was of Colombia. She came here. Her, her and her husband had plans of building an apartment and a house back in Colombia, so she was dealing with a lot of emotional um, the issues, and she wasn't feeling very supported. And because I am not a native Spanish-speaking um, person, I had a hard time articulating anything back to her. Although I was able to understand and reciprocate what she was trying to tell me, I wasn't a I wasn't able to communicate back with her. So I thought it would be best to actually match her with an LTSE considering she had made it clear that to, in her goals and in her initial assessment that she would like to speak, you know, in her native tongue because she felt more comfortable she could express herself. And this were things that were important to her so to keep her living in the community independently. So I matched her with one of our LTSEs who was around the same age. She was um, She's from Honduras. They were able to speak with one another. Um, we were able to get some in-home therapies in for her, to help her because she didn't really want to leave the house too often because this is a house that her and her husband shared. Um, with working with the new LTSC, we got her into in-home therapy. We were able to get her into out of the house and traveling. She is last summer she went on a trip back to Colombia to actually visit the apartment that her and her husband were sharing. So. I feel as though all the 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 hard work that our LTSCs do to just be competent of what's happening in the city and what's happening with their consumers, it makes it easier for them to just build relationships because a lot of the things that we do with especially in this demographic dealing with people with disabilities um or living in the community that's not necessarily built for them, we have to ensure that we're not talking to them in the medical terms because a lot of times that on their care team, it's just medical terms. They're considered patients. They're not considered consumers. They're they're not considered actual people. They're just known by their disability. So when we come in as LTSCs and we sit down and we have that face-to-face -face conversation with them and we're able to, you know, just see what it is that they want and they need. Um, we're able 
to actually build that core foundation to make sure that they're living independently and happy and thriving. I'm going to end it there and pass it along. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Loon Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.